You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus, starting at $3 a month. Get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout-outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to GatorsBreakdown.SupportingCast.FM to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Coming at you with a little Gators Breakdown After Dark late night episode. Just uh, got home, cut all the sound bite from a Billy Napier uh, interview sit down uh, we got to have with him tonight in Jacksonville he is extending his spring speaking tour to the city of Jacksonville so that's going on um, started what uh, in Gainesville Tampa now Jacksonville I think Orlando's the next stop so uh, if you haven't had your chance yet uh, definitely go see the uh, speaking tour uh, featuring Billy Napier I know Atlanta's coming up as well I think maybe down in Miami, down South Florida as well, and then ending in Gainesville. So there we go. You get to you get to see a different side of Billy Napier. I know we've uh, we've got our media sessions with him. We've had the press conferences, and we've had him on. Uh, you know, we've seen him on SEC Network and different various and radio shows and stuff. But this this was a different uh, side, a little more personal. Uh, side that we got to see of Billy Napier. He, he, um, the media engagement where I'll share the sound bites from was about hour, hour and a half before uh, he took the stage for the the masses. Uh, but you know, he started that off um, the the main portion of it off with you know just giving you an inside look at his family, um, his wife and his kids, and you know, how much they mean to him and all, all that stuff. And just, uh, you know, just kind of how genuine uh, Billy Napier is. It's kind of what uh, really, you know, what really um, got me noticing that, that different side uh, of him, really personable uh, approach there. Uh, I was glad to get that, see, see that side of him as well. I mean, I just, as a pure person, <laughs> I, I, I like what Billy Napier brings to the table. And, of course, you know, I tweeted this. Uh, it, it always comes down to wins and losses. But I, I feel good about the direction. I feel good about the vision uh, that he has for Florida just because of 
what I think is a, a pretty good person, just in general, a, a really good person. Uh, I think Florida got as a head coach there. And look, that's what we knew Florida was looking for. And that's not to shame Dan Mullen or, or in the previous staff or any, anything like that. You know, we, we all had a connection to Dan Mullen because he had been to Florida before he was, kind of a Florida man, you know, being the offensive coordinator, having some success uh, there. So that was the that was the gravitational pull towards Dan Mullen uh, for Billy Napier. To me, I think the more we get to know him, the more we get to see him uh, is that personal, genuine feel that I think uh, pull will, will pull a lot of us in. And that's what's, what's pulled me in uh, so far. So um, I'll share some of uh, some questions I asked Napier. Uh, and some other media members there uh, as well. It was a pr pretty good little media session there uh, that we got before um, he went and spoke to the, 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 Jacksonville, um, the Jacksonville audience there. Uh, so a lot, a lot of good stuff there uh, to get to. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube here late at night, uh, if you're up late with me, you know, there we go. Well, we all hit that like button. Uh, it might wake, might, wake me, might wake me up a little bit. Nah, nah I'm good. I'm good. Uh, but it has been a long day, but Hey, how to get this episode out for you guys? It was a lot, a lot of good stuff there uh, to get out. But you know, just you subscribe, you get those notifications when there's a new Gators breakdown. So if you were subscribed, you might have even been surprised <laughs> to get that notification here uh, late night. Be sure to check us out at the Home of Gators Breakdown, news4jacks.com/slash Gators Breakdown, and also you heard the commercial before the episode. But man, Gators Breakdown Plus. With everything that's been going on, you know, spring football, and we'll get into it who, to this episode, but the, all the NIL news, Gator Guard, Gator Collective, a lot of conversation uh, going on with that. Uh, some of you guys kind of knew some things were coming down the pipeline. Uh, we've had those discussions there on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord uh, and, you know, some kind of – there's some info that gets shared along uh, those lines as far as NIL and kind of how it ties into recruiting uh, a little bit. So some good discussion going on there on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord. Link to join Gators Breakdown Plus is in the description. All right, everyone, let's get started. Uh, some Billy Napier sound bites uh, when he met with us here in Gainesville. And, uh, yeah, right here. Let's get it started. Coach, what did you learn most about your team this spring? Uh, I learned that we like, I like to compete. You know, we've got a group that has embraced the work. Uh, they want to be pushed. Um, they've embraced a new group of people, and I can respect their attitude and approach towards a, a completely new group. You know, we've worked hard to uh, earn their trust and their respect. Um, but I, I like that part of our team. You know, I think we've got a group that embraces competition. Um, there's no fear. You know, with this group, right? Put the ball down, they're going to go play at a high level. So I'm thankful for this group of players and, and look forward to this 2022 group being a special group. Coach, talk about the challenge of the offseason, especially starting with Utah and Kentucky, two very physical football teams. You know, we're a long way from the season. Um, I think if you look at our schedule as a whole, um, there is, there's great challenges across the board. You know, you look at our off-season, I mean, our uh, non-conference schedule combined with playing in the SEC, uh, the Eastern Division, the crossover games. I mean, we, we, we understand the challenges that come with it. I think, for me, what I'm trying to do um, is channel that 
urgency that's going to be required and that some of our veteran players understand we've got to bring that that urgency each day between now and then right and you know we've had success focusing on the task at hand you know the next phase the next um, 35 days here we're kind of moving into phase four and reloading getting ready for the summer uh, we've got a specific set of things that we're going to try to accomplish over the next 35 days and that's where you know our attention is now um, your question we will begin summer scouting we will begin working on future opponents uh, and as we get closer to the season we'll be more prepared to talk about those things but right now there's there's a lot of uh, grass to mow right in front of my you know <laughs> face here so when we get there um, hopefully we'll have used every opportunity to improve and get better and be, be the most prepared team there we go. And look, I mean, you look at these players, I mean, there has to be a buy-in. There has to be a buy-in to the new coaches uh, and a new way of doing things. I mean, if you want to be on the field, you have to buy in. And change isn't easy uh, there. You know, so that's what he's kind of talking about, you know, learning the most from his team. Look, it hasn't been easy, but there's been buy-in. The change isn't easy, but there's been buy-in. These players have bought in. It started with, you know, making things better just for them, making the player experience better. Uh, that was the first thing. That, that he pretty much did to kind of earn that trust. I think that goes both ways. Player experience, much better. Creating that culture of caring. Um, hopefully that translates to the field. And look, you know, competition should be high. Uh, think, think about how many times we saw and heard about the better players, the best players, not playing under the last staff or not playing as much as they should under the last staff. Well, if you're a player and you felt that way, this spring was, was your chance. This spring was your chance to go out there and compete and prove that you belong out there. And I, I, I have heard from a, a few people closer to the program that it really was a start from zero approach from Billy Napier and the staff. I, you are not, will not start based on what happened previously. Uh, and with that message, these players should have had the best competition they've ever had on the practice field. Or if you've been a long-time player, a competition you haven't had in quite some time. You know, Napier said they, the, the players, they, they want to be pushed. Well, you should want to be pushed after maybe not getting the time that you think you deserve to be out there on the field. If you thought you deserved to be out there, Shouldn't this be an incentive? Okay, we start from ground zero. This is a clean slate for me, a clean slate for clean slate for the staff. You should want to be pushed. You should want to go out there and have competition. You should want to be pushed because of the record last season. That was embarrassing, what we saw at times last year. But if you felt like you gave it your all these last couple seasons with no return, then competition to me should have been at an all-time high while trying to learn a new everything. You want to impress these coaches. This was the first, great first impressions. Go a long way. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
I love that he said there's no fear with these players. When the ball is down, they want to go play. And we, you know, we didn't see that at times last season. We questioned the want to. We questioned if the team was out there really wanting to be out there. We know at times they at times there were they looked lost and or they quit or you know just not playing to a certain level. It happened. I don't think that's going to fly <laughs> under Billy Napier. And with the buy-in from the players, I'd be somewhat disappointed if we see it again. The buy-in seems to be there. I think the approach from the coaching staff is the, the, the right approach. I think the way Billy Napier's building this culture, building this team will go a long way. And I don't think we'll see those um, disappointing whether we're going to question if that team really wants to be out there on the field. Granted, don't get me wrong, some of that comes with – you know, things start spiraling out of control and the record's not the best. I get, you know, I get it, I guess. I don't agree with it, but I, I, I get it. Hopefully we don't see that anymore. Tough to balance the, you know, going to the next question there about, you know, Utah, Kentucky, beginning of the season. Uh, tough to balance that urgency and looking forward to those first couple games of the season when, you know, you got a very tough draw. You know, if you're Billy Napier in those first couple games while you're trying to install all the newness in a transition. But as Napier said, everything that's being done through all these phases, that's leading up to kick off of the season. I think we all know, based off of last year mostly, but Florida needs to take care of Florida. Before Florida can even worry about Utah, before Florida can worry about Kentucky, yes, those are big games. But in this transition – with the issues Florida had, Florida's got to worry about Florida. Yes, it's a it's very exciting opener. I can't wait for Florida to play Utah. But if we see remnants, it won't be from the staff. But if we see remnants of uh, disorganized and an uninspired performance from, from last season, then the result of that game won't be pretty. So Florida's got to worry about Florida first. If Florida worries about Florida, that would be a good game when Florida and Utah play. Utah's going to be – Maybe a top 10 team when they roll into the swamp. But if Florida's Florida, if Florida's taking care of Florida, it'll be a game. And the only way that happens is you get you got to build it the right way. Florida can't afford right now to be looking. You can, can it get you excited? Yeah. Can it maybe focus you a little bit to know that you've got to hit everything Billy Napier's trying to install in you know, before spring practice, during spring practice, in these coming summer months? Could it make you focus a little more? Okay, maybe. I, I can buy that a little bit. But to me, just the new transition in and of itself should be enough motivation. You know, it shouldn't matter if you're playing App State game one. To me, Florida should be approaching that game just the same. Now, you know, just natural. Nature comes into play a little bit. You know, yeah, you're going to get more excited for Utah than you are App State. But the situation Florida's in, these players should be out there. And Billy Napier says, you know, giving it their all right now. Ready to go compete. Ready to go play. All right, let's continue on with some more from Billy Napier. Coach, I know it's been a short time, but what's been the most challenging aspect of the job so far? You know, I mean, I think uh... – Probably 
I would say that we're kind of in an unprecedented era, you know, relative to transfer portal NIL. Um, you know, not only are you taking on a new challenge with a new roster, new university, new footprint uh, in recruiting, but also a couple variables. There's no real precedent here. You know, there's no real history to study. You know, there's no real um, strategy or plan, right? So. Uh, you can see that a couple of different ways, right? You can see it as a potential problem, but you also can see it as an unbelievable opportunity, right? So our ability to be creative, uh, to kind of rally the troops, to get people to work together, to solve these issues and come up with the best strategy and potentially position ourselves to have an advantage. Um, and, you know, there's ups and downs, I mean, I think. But, you know, those were two things that you know, this is the first year that you had to deal with those two things in a transition year, right? So not many people you can call and say, hey, what about this? You know, so, um, but I do think that's, that's the, there, there comes the importance of hiring good people and having great people around you to help you. So we've got a fantastic group and we're, I think we have worked hard to come up with good solutions. You're never gonna be perfect, right? It's not about perfection, it's about progress. And I do think that we're making progress each day. Making progress each day. So, look, while trying to figure out the Florida job, just in general, Florida's a big job. I and mean, there's a lot to figure out about this Florida job for Billy Napier. So, while trying to figure out the Florida job, he's dealing with Portal that just keeps getting crazier. And maybe part of the reason it's getting crazier, NIL, is a part of that. And he's got a you got to learn on the fly. He's not dealing with the portal at Louisiana the way he's dealing with the portal at Florida, especially right now in first year at Florida. And the portal was just in its infancy his first year at Louisiana trying to build that roster. Where now he's at Florida. Portal's alive and well. Okay, that's kind of new. Dealing, dealing with it with NIL is completely new. I mean, NIL is a huge part of recruiting. And keeping talent on campus. You got to deal with the NIL part of just your current players as well. He's going to learn that part on the job while trying to install everything. And he has to learn about all that, you know, Florida offers in that world, makes the, you know, and look, make staff hires to focus on NIL and helping players better themselves. Uh, make a hire that monitors the transfer portal. I mean, some of these. Hires that he's made are specific in transfer portal, specific in NIL. You got to learn these current players on the roster, how a transfer might hurt you, all while searching for replacements in the portal as well. You tie all that into just general high school recruiting and him only being on the job for five months while also having spring football the pure football game part of it, of it, not even off the field, but on the field, you know, spring football, got to get prepared for that. I mean, you see why Army was needed. You see why this Army of staff was needed. He's not going to do it by himself. You see these assistant coaches and the assistants to the assistant coaches. It was needed. Not just for keeping up with Alabama and Georgia and their large staffs, but you need a large staff to hit the ground running with everything you have to deal with. He has to learn – these coaches have to learn these players by watching film, then have spring practice. All this stuff takes time. I and mean, it's not just a 
instant fix. You know, add in the recruiting side, he has to learn these new recruits. You heard him say it's a new recruiting footprint. He has to recruit completely new players due to the, the stature of programs from Louisiana and Florida, location. He wasn't recruiting the same caliber players at Louisiana. And he has to now build those relationships in just a short amount of time. It's challenging, you know, he says, if you list it down like that, you can see why it's challenging. I know we all want the recruits, believe me. I wish, you know, Florida had commitment after commitment right now. But, it, you know, it's understandable, I think, when you, 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 uh, you zoom out a little bit, take a look at the situation that is coming in. It's understandable why, you know, everything isn't snap your fingers immediate. There's some great things happening, but it, it, it's a process. There's a lot going on. A lot going on. And the way college football is changing and getting a big job like Florida. Building relationships is priority number one right now in recruiting. And those relationships hopefully can build them fast and go a long way. There's a there's an important piece to that. Talked about NIL. Well, huge announcement. Huge announcements today. Or I guess yesterday with the Gators. Coach, uh, the Gator Guard got announced earlier today. I don't know if you can speak on it or not, but uh, the announcement, uh, what do you feel about that in the NIL world? Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, it's another great example. Um, you know, people care for the Gators. People love the Gators, right? I mean, they, they have passion for this university. This is a place that has experienced success. You know, when you talk about the athletic department as a whole, you know, all 21 Sports have had high-level success, SEC championship success. Um, you know, a good number of them have won national championships, right? So I think in today's not dynamic with name, image, and likeness, um, you know, this is going to be a positive for the University of Florida, for all sports, not just football. And I think you'll see each sport benefit to some degree. Um, We've got an incredible alumni network. We're talking about 400,000 plus living alumni, right? We're talking about a place that uh, has tremendous passion. And uh, you know, I've said it many times, I think NIL is going to be a strength for the University of Florida. I think that um, Gator Collective, Gator Guard, um, those are two good examples of uh, the opportunities that this place presents for the future. Another arm for NIL opportunity for student-athletes at the University of Florida, the Gator Guard, got announced on Thursday. Uh, Darren Heitner announced it was, a three, it was at $3 million have been raised for the calls from the Gator Guard, with the number rising to $5 million in just an hour after that. I mean, these things done right, though, they don't just they just don't happen overnight. You know, these conversations have been going on. I know uh, there's been the the NIL conversations out there on social media and message boards. And if, if Florida's doing enough, well, these, these things take time. <laughs> these things take time. I'm privy enough to to kind of know some things like this were coming. I didn't know this big. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't know this big. I knew some big things were coming. I didn't I, I, I didn't know this big. You know, this is a this is a great 
great get for Florida. Um, big news today for Florida in the, in, in the NIL in the future. Teaming up with the Gator Collective. Uh, Gator Collective uh, did tweet. I was talking to Eddie and talking to Jen um, about how to, how, to, how to put this out there. Uh, and they put out, excited to announce our official partnership with the Gator Guard. We look forward to working with Hugh Hathcock and his team to ensure Gator athletes have the best opportunities. And then uh, talking with Eddie, everybody, you know, the, the CEO of the Gator Collective, and he, he put it this way. People kind of wanted to know how these are going to work together. Thinking the Gator Guard like a legacy Gator group helping with a major influx of capital and the Gator Collective as the Gator Booster season ticket holder. Together, we fill the stadium every Saturday and contribute. So, you know, going back to Napier's last point of all these challenges that he's facing while in transition at Florida, about how all this stuff together in NIL affects, well, if it's, if it's done right, it's going to have a huge effect for Florida, huge positive. This should, this should help alleviate a lot of concerns with Florida and what's going on in the NIL world. This is a huge, huge gift for Florida. Big time. I mean, big, big time. So, yeah, do your part there. I mean, the, the, believe me, the, um, the Gator Guard, that's high-level, high-money boosters uh, and donations and in that regard you can you can do your part with with, with the gator collective and you get all kind of exclusive benefits and the interviews and stuff but hey look by all means if you're listening to this and you and you got the millions to go along with the uh, gator guard you go, by all means go help out <laughs> but uh, even if you don't there, there's ways to help there uh and keep it going you make florida nilu that is the uh that, that is the the goal huge step in that direction with the gator guard and the gator collective Good things happening for Florida in the NIL world. Making sure, you know, we're not going to be left behind. All right. Some of the big news this week, of course, coming out of spring. Well, the, game, the spring game was uh, a week ago. And it will be the last time we see Carlos Del Rio, Wilson, Carlos Del Rio Wilson in a Gator uniform. Billy Napier spoke on that. Carlos Del Rio uh, Wilson said that he's going to enter the transfer portal. How do you look at the, the quarterback room right now? Is that a spot maybe you could look to add another from the world? No, I think we anticipated some attrition, you know, to be quite honest. I think, uh, you know, most years you're going to carry around four scholarship players, potentially five. But, um, you know, I think that we took Jack Miller with some anticipated attrition. And I think we, uh, just based off of our research, our knowledge of the situation, uh, and certainly went out and signed Max as well. Uh, so, you know, Carlos was was first class for us. I can't compliment him enough, right? His work ethic, uh, he's a good teammate. Uh, he's done a really good job representing himself and his family since he's been at the University of Florida. Nothing but good things to say about him. I think he just had observed spring practice and felt like a change of scenery would be good for him in terms of competing and trying to find an opportunity to play. And I can relate to that. I mean, heck, I was a quarterback. And, you know, you want to play. You want, you want it to be your team at some point. And I think um, 
No, I respect that decision, and, and we're uh, fully supportive of Carlos, and he knows, you know, we're going to do everything we can do to help him going forward. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good, good move there and help him going forward. I mean, you know, we'll see where he lands. I think uh, he'll be he'll be coveted. You know, he's a four star quarterback out there uh, in, in the in the class that he came in. And look, you started this spring: Anthony Richardson, Emory Jones, Carlos Del Rio Wilson, Jalen Kitna, transfer Jack Miller comes in from Ohio State. I mean, look, we're for, we expect some trans at least one transfer. Uh, we thought it would be Emory Jones after spring practice. Uh, it was. Through two spring practices, Emory Jones decided to hit the transfer portal, um, and now you're you're down to three after uh, Carlos Del Rio Wilson also enters the transfer portal. I did go through spring ball, but um, you could kind of, if you go back and look at the spring game last week with AR and Jack Miller dominating the snaps, uh, you that's probably your top two right there. And then with Miller's performance, you wondered. We were hearing some good things about Carlos Del Rio Wilson as spring practice came to a close those last couple of weeks and um, whether he would be able to maybe now push for that second spot uh, when the Gators hits uh, fall camp. But um, maybe the snap count all throughout spring into the spring game, the uncertainty, maybe he can go somewhere and be uh, for sure back up at the very least or go somewhere and compete for a starting job. He wouldn't get in that starting job at Florida, especially this year. Uh, AR, if AR has a spectacular season, goes on to do some great things, perhaps goes to the NFL, then maybe there's a there's a crack at it next year. Um, and if look, if AR goes on to do that, that's a that's a good thing for Florida. And Florida will be a really good team this year if he does that. But more than likely, I think we have we, we most of us expect AR to have a pretty good season and then maybe come back for one more season. So. If that's the way Carlos Del Rio Wilson is looking at it, then you know if he wants to play anytime soon, he, the path is probably better somewhere else. If if he wants to go compete for a starting job here, I don't. He, move I think is to go do that and, and, and not even you know try not go be a backup somewhere else. So maybe he goes lower tier so he can go be a starting quarterback. You know Florida now has Max Brown coming in the fall, giving Florida four quarterbacks with that departure. Anthony Richardson, Jack Miller, Jalen Kitna, and Max Brown. But I just think that the last couple of weeks, probably a pretty good indicator for Delaware Wilson that maybe third on the depth chart, probably feels like he could be higher. I don't blame him. Last week in the spring game, pretty good indicator when you know, didn't, didn't get much of a chance uh, last week there. So, look, we expect Florida to hit the portal hard coming up. In these next couple few weeks, this opens up a spot for the portal. Florida, this won't be done. In the next episode of Gators Breakdown, we might be talking about another transfer or two out of the program. Hopefully some transfers into the program as well. But all this transfer portal talk, not done by any stretch of the imagination. 
Billy Napier said it himself. Florida's going to be very busy in the transfer portal. We know Florida should be busy in the transfer portal. We know the positions of need. This does open up one more spot. All right, so Billy Napier was in Jacksonville, of course. So had to zoom in a little bit, get a little bit local to Jacksonville. Billy Napier was asked about recruiting in the Jacksonville area. You look at the list of players from, you know, this area, it's a pretty special list. There's some legendary players that come from here. So, um, you know, I think that anytime uh, you're recruiting, you're putting together your roster, I think our philosophy has been to, to do it inside out, right? And I think Jacksonville being um, in close proximity, there's no question it's got to be an extremely high priority for us. Uh, we're going to work hard to build relationships here with our new staff and certainly understand the importance of getting the good players in Jacksonville to come to the University of Florida. So, and I think you're spot on. Uh, this year in particular, it's a great year in Jacksonville. There's some fantastic uh, prospects, and, and um, we're hopeful that we can get that done. What, you had Jack Pyburn last, uh, last go-around? You'll be able to sweep him up pretty late in the process, but – as Billy Napier said, this class, yeah. I mean, we've we go back to a couple months ago and we previewed the, the whole class, but you know, Jacksonville, and you start looking at it a bit. We know Florida has to recruit better. We we need the Lido Shepherds and the Jabar Gaffneys and the D Webs of the world uh to be a you know, to to count on as as Florida Gators. You know, we, we need that that pipeline built. And your Trinity Christian has guys every season that are making their way out of the state and, and going places. You know, those guys need to come in. Uh, to, to, to be Florida Gators. You know, you've had some sprinkled in, as I mentioned, Pyburn last cycle, Marcus Burke, Travez Johnson. You know, there's just a, a few names uh, recently, but, you know, you, you want to you want to start seeing that uh, a bit more and you start looking at this class and the more most likely candidate, you know, Trayon Webb, the running back out of Trinity Christian. I would say Florida leads for him right now. He's going to commit in June, late June. Uh, you have to hope that one just keeps – you know, that one continues to be trending for Florida uh, after coming off of visits this spring. But in Gainesville, a whole lot. Has a family connection to, to the Gators as well. Uh, position of need for the Gators at, at running back. You hope, you know, Trayon Webb there is a Gator. You also have uh, Sharif Denson, uh, a DB. And, uh, of course, you start looking at DB and you got the even – more high-profile names of uh, Cormani McLean and, and Mitchell and Harris – so what happens there if you get all three of those guys? Okay, does does Denson fit in? Does not? Uh, if you do, you lose a commitment down the road, um, and you, if you fit him in, maybe he plays more safety. You know, we're looking at those other guys as more pure quarterbacks for Florida uh, at the moment. Does Denson come in and and is more of a safety? So there's another Jacksonville uh, prospect uh, right there you're looking at, and then Roderick Kearney, offensive lineman from Orange Park, four-star offensive lineman. Uh, Florida, I just saw a social media graphic sent his way from Florida today. So, I mean, three right there, you just, you know, name and you know, Florida should be in on Florida should be in position, uh, for, I'm not saying they get all three of those guys. Uh, we have to see who, who commits. Like, as I said, as far as Denson goes, especially in that defensive backfield, we, we know who Florida's targeting there. So there's, there's some things happen where you can get him in. Uh, and then Kearney, yeah, he's a you know, four star right up the road as a position of need on the offensive line. And Florida sees that as a priority. Go get him. There are some prospects. There's prospects 
you know, it's not, of course, it's not South Florida, Miami, uh, some Orlando, Tampa, you know, but, you know, Jacksonville's up there. <laughs> You've got to, it used to be a shoe in for a lot of those guys. It's not so much anymore. You got to get back, got to get back to that uh, there. Billy Napier uh, knows that as well. So, of course, there is this game, you know, there's this game that's played every year in Jacksonville. Well, you got a game here every year. Uh, you grew up in Georgia. What does Florida-Georgia game mean to you, and did you have any personal background with it? Yeah, no, I mean, I think we're all well aware of the importance of that rivalry, you know, and that competition. I mean, these are the games that you make college football special. You know, I mean, when I think about that game, that's what I think about, right? I mean, um, and, I, and I do think that, uh, we have tremendous respect for that rivalry and the importance of that rivalry. You know, and I think um, it's a special game and, and one that has implications, you know, on, on that side of the division and certainly uh, presents a number of challenges, right? So we've got a lot of work to do um, to be game ready and, and in position to where our team can be competitive in that setting. So, you know, we're going to embrace the work that comes with that, the challenges that come with that. Um, excited about the opportunity to compete in this league and certainly playing in that game uh, is part of that. Yeah, that's a team that uh, is a, will be the national champions uh, next year, you know, defending national champions. I hate saying the word defending because you're not really defending it. You know, it's not the same exact team, <laughs> but uh, a team that won the national championship the season before, uh, a team that's competing for national championships year in and year out. Of course, big game there in, in Jacksonville. Uh, Billy Napier was asked in the um, the big portion of his speaking tour here in Jacksonville about rivalries and how he'll approach the rivalries. And, uh, rivalries and you know, he understands, you know, it's not just, Another game, and Florida has plenty of them. You know, you go up to about four of them. <laughs> you start counting. You know, Florida, Florida's not shy for rivalries uh, at all. You got Georgia, you got FSU, you got LSU, you got Tennessee. I mean, it, all every I can speak to ten Gator fans, and out of those ten, somebody's going to name one of those teams as all right. That that that's team number one. I want to beat the most uh, there. You know, Florida's not. Um, not lacking at all for rivalries. Billy Napier knows it, and look, that's the that's the goal. You, you hire somebody like Billy Napier who has the experience of uh, of being under Dabo and Nick Saban, learning from those guys, having a lot of success at a lower level. You hire Billy Napier, you give him the staff, you give him the the money to get ready for a game like Georgia year in and year out. Uh, that game's there played in, in Jacksonville and. And Billy Napier, he gets it. You know that's what college football is all about. That's what we as Gator fans look forward to. Yeah, we, we look forward to the other games as well. But college football is built on those rivalries, and um, you know you can kind of. I think I, I I read a story uh, about. And that's why I asked you about his per, personal connection uh, to, to to the game and how him and his dad would. You know they have high school football on Friday nights, but they would drive around. Uh, to other games on Saturdays that they could they could get to uh, in Georgia, and I was hoping he would kind of maybe shed some light on you know coming down to Jacksonville uh, for for the Florida Georgia game. That was something now the crowd got on to him for. He did call it the Georgia Florida game once, and look, he grew up in Georgia. Uh, maybe even a Georgia fan going up. I don't know. That's why I tried to. I did ask him his personal connection there. I was trying to trying to get that out of him a little bit, but uh, he didn't go he didn't go that far. But as soon as he said Georgia Florida. Crowd corrected him 
pretty, pretty fast. But he's like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was told that this is the Gator Bowl, uh, that, that uh, the stadium. Uh, so he made sure uh, to, to clear that up. And I'm pretty sure now he knows it is, it is Florida, Georgia for us Gator fans. So uh, good, good little laugh and fun we had there uh, with Billy Napier here in Jacksonville. But, uh, yeah, good stuff all together for Billy Napier being here. Uh, in Jacksonville, really enjoyed it. Uh, as I said, got to see uh, a quote unquote softer side of Billy Napier a bit, and him sharing pictures of his family and his journey from all the coaching stops that he had all the way up until this point in his career. Uh, and you know, you can you can kind of see why the guy's been successful so far, and, and why we hope he's successful uh, for years to come at the University of Florida. So, all right, guys, hope you enjoyed the questions there being asked to Billy Napier. Finally, uh, besides the opening press conference, the first time I've really got to speak to him uh, a little bit since, um, you know, these press conferences now that they're not on Zoom uh, is a lot harder for me uh, to, to be able to get to. Hopefully I will get that figured out in the fall. I do expect to be down there for some press conferences uh, to have more of that face-to-face interaction there with Billy Napier. So, but yeah, here in Jacksonville, couldn't miss that opportunity there. And like I said, got to got to see a different side of him, so enjoyed that as well. And look, that's still the fan in me. Still the fan in me. Still, still like wearing that orange and blue and, and being a fan at, at the same time as you guys. So uh, thanks to everybody I saw there. Thanks for saying hello uh, there at the uh, at, at the gathering. Hopefully, hopefully get some more uh, events and this fall as well. See you guys down in Gainesville. So. That'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Got the girls out there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.